Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Thank you, team. Uh, Great to uh, have you all here with us today and trust that you've already been blessed in this time together and encouraged in this time together in the worship and the reminder that uh, God is continuing to restore all things to himself. Uh, It was great even um, as Jared was bringing the call to worship this morning just to hear, I I don't know, it felt like there was a new buzz of excitement, a new sense of conversation as people were walking into the into the house this morning and uh, so it's great to uh, hear that anticipation and uh, we trust that that continues to build. I I say that about the anticipation, the sense of excitement about um, as people were coming in and the conversations that I was hearing just because I think there's still a a huge diversity of responses um, taking place in our community. I even even go so far to say I think there's still a, a level of anxiety and apprehension in our community depending on where we sit and where we're involved and what community we might be a part of and how we're engaging with the community, what our families might be involved in, what the regulations are, what the restrictions continue to be, uh, whether we agree with them or not. All of this kind of adds and lifts to the anxiety and apprehension we might all be feeling at different times. And that might depend on our health as well or our family's health. That adds a, another layer or our family's engagement and participation in, in activity and um, all sorts of expectations. Um, I guess it, the, the circumstances that we're in, it, it affects uh, the way that we think about our work. Uh, maybe for some of us it's thinking about the way that uh, where we travel um, how many people have planned, has anyone planned their travel yet or not? No, a few. Some going interstate yet? Hopefully, yeah, exactly right. See, we hope, we plan, but we still hope it may or may not unfold. Anyone plan to travel overseas this year? Are you really? Have you booked a ticket? Wow. All right. Where are you going? All right, Middle East. Good times. All the best with that. <laughs> you watch this space, yes. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well. Um, travel, we'll see what unfolds. Maybe some of us are thinking about in terms of our families, how much we, what, how much we can engage with our families, what hope them, or not hope, but the, the challenges that um, families bring in the midst of this season and circumstances we find ourselves in. And of course, in the midst of all that, there's a diversity of responses in the local church. And I've heard all of these responses, and it makes leadership very interesting when you hear this diversity of responses. We often hear a diversity of responses in the local church. Uh, The last 12 months has certainly amplified the diversity of responses, and um, to respond and to lead in a way is quite challenging at times, uh, but also uh, creates new opportunities as well. So some of you um, I know are watching online and I've had conversations with people, you know what, online is great. I get to concentrate when I'm online. I hear the full message when I'm online. I had a conversation recently with someone, I hear the full message and it's fantastic. Well, the sadness about that is, for me, is that we miss that intergenerational kind of community. And we disengage when we want to be a multi-generational community caring for one another, looking out for one another. 
we miss that. Like online is beneficial. I've had some people who say online has been fantastic because I live an hour away and it's harder to get into town. I've got a home base an hour away. My family look after me. I'm actually connecting online with my family who live an hour in another direction. So as a family, they're connecting. So it's got some benefits, but it can also add to some disconnection and distraction as well. Some of us are exciting to be back in the building, but that's about all. That's it. Don't ask me to do anything else. Anything that I might have been doing in the past, I can't do, not interested in doing. Been re-evaluating what I've been doing, how much time I can give to things. My work is flat out, my family is flat out. Kingdom, church, following Jesus, let's just see where it rolls. Boy, you're going to be challenged this year. Some of us are cautious about coming back. Some of us like the idea of coming back. Maybe we'll just come back and check it out. Maybe we just come to church. Maybe we're a bit cautious about not even just coming to church, but going out in public full stop. I'm still hearing that from conversations with people. Some are being told by their families still, do not go out in public. We will do everything for you. Some of us are enjoying the quieter pace, re-evaluating what it looks like to be a part of the faith community. And others are ready to start, go flat out and... Let's see what unfolds. Interesting, isn't it? Do you think or not? Or am I just blowing in the wind? Is that an accurate kind of representation of some of the conversations you are having? Yeah? Some of the ways that you're feeling? Yeah? Imagine leading all that. Like, and it makes it interesting, when we, even when we talk about our Premier or our Prime Minister, do we have all the information? You want them, we want them to lead until they lead. Have you noticed that about leadership? I'm not agreeing fully or anything. I'm not disagreeing with anything. I'm just saying it's just an interesting fact. All of that says nothing about the world events with so many voices that is actually increasing division and animosity at the moment. Do you feel that as well? Do you feel like that's increasing at the moment? So I say all of this Because I think this is actually an opportunity for followers of Jesus, if we take our call seriously. We're going to do a couple of different things here today, and I'm going to try and move through fairly quickly, but um, I just want to give you a foundation. And many of you would have heard this text before, read this text before, but I really want us to, you know, memorise it, draw into it, let it feed us, nourish us throughout this year as well, even as we walk through the Gospel of Mark. This is our foundation text as a church, if you like. John 13, 34 to 35, a new command I give you. And this, this is a new command that Jesus gives because what he's saying is, as I have lived and loved, so you are now called to do. It's a new command because remember the, what is the greatest command, that the conversation that Jesus has with his followers and those interested? What is the greatest command? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with your strength, and love one another as yourself. Yes? People are always a bit nervous when we ask for a response. Will I respond? Why don't I respond? And then we kind of... Nah, 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 nah. Well, it's, and I get it because when I'm sitting there, I'm the same. So, yeah. Um, but Jesus, I just think this is fascinating. A new command, Jesus says. Hang on a minute. We've already had the greatest command. What's this new command? As I have loved you. Let that sink in. If they the only words that you remember of Scripture this year, they'd, they'd be good words to chew on. 
They'd be good words to have our hearts put before and guarded against, and uh, not guarded against, but guarded in, I suppose. Restored in. As Jesus has loved me, that's how I want to love others. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, my followers, those learning along the way of what it looks like to follow me. If you love one another. So this is a great opportunity for the church. Increased anxiety, increased apprehension, increased division, increased animosity, increased angst. Now, and this isn't a wishy-washy, if if you've been following Jesus for any length of time, you understand this is not a wishy-washy text, don't you? (laughs) Right? You go and look, do a word search for scripture, uh, in scripture, uh, uh, and look for the amount of times that um, the word love comes up and what kind of context that is brought in. Forgiveness, sacrifice, cost, repentance, confession. Going back even when it hurts. Going back even when you have been hurt. Interesting, I'm I'm always coming back to this place where love is so demanding, so overwhelming, so costly, that Jesus must have known that not everybody would receive his message and he still went through with the cross. Can I love like that? Even when others won't receive it, even when others reject me, even when others cast away what I think, even when others disappoint me, when I disappoint others, can I continue to love to that extent so that I might find the new life that God promises? See, love is best expressed and can only really fully be expressed out of the Father's love. When we withdraw... And when we isolate ourselves, when we say, I can't do that, I'm not going to do that, when we stay in anger, I want to suggest strongly, suggest, what, what do I want to do there? Um, yeah, suggest will do. That maybe we've got some work or some things that need to be done in our own hearts to receive the Father's love for us. Yeah? So the only way we keep loving others is by pressing into God's love. And with all that, this is our vision and our hope as our community that we be transforming our community in the name of Jesus by being present, authentic, courageous and generous. Both in our relationship with the Father, hence the cross, we're in relationship with the Father and as we're in relationship with the Father, He pours into us, we're poured out into our community, we're transformed in the likeness of Jesus. Wherever we walk, wherever we step, wherever we talk, wherever we think, wherever we contribute, we're acting in the ways of Jesus and leaving an impact around that. We are bringing the kingdom, we are the light carriers of Jesus those who follow Jesus. If you're new amongst us, if you're exploring what church looks like, what faith looks like, who we are, we want to welcome you and we hope that you come along this journey with us. This is kind of an introductory kind of week, if you like. Horsham Church of Christ 101. It's not many, I, don't, I don't think faith is that complicated, but boy, we do a good job of complicating it. 
When I want to be present to God. I, I want to be in His will. I want to be in His purposes. I want to be reading His Word. I want to be engaged with others. I want, that helps me be present with others. You know, we make mistakes and that. I make mistakes and that. I have the authenticity and the courage and the vulnerability and the generosity to be able to own up to my mistakes and allow other people to speak into me in those mistakes. To challenge me, to call me on, to remind me of our call of the invitation to love one another as Christ has loved us. So this is about these uh, values, um, ways of life in relationship with God and as part of the community. It's not very elegant. It's not very straightforward. Sometimes it's not even very tangible. I look at it sometimes and go, you know what, there's no real measure on it, is there? You know, maybe it would help us and some of you would love, like, key performance indicators. How do we know, Simon? I don't know, do people feel loved? Has it cost you something? Do you go back even when it hurts? Are you living a life of forgiveness? Do we carry anger? Do we carry disappointment? Do we carry hurt? Or have we brought our heart back into the presence of God so that we can be refreshed in Him, renewed in Him, restored in Him, made new into His likeness so that we can go out again? How's that for a KPI? Am I placing myself in conversations and relationships? Am I being present in where I say to people, in my life groups? You know what? Um, you know, I, I want to be authentic uh, and not just so I can tell you what I think, but if you see something in me that is not the fruit of the Spirit, you have permission to call it out in me. How's that for a KPI? And if you're not sure what the fruit of the Spirit is, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is... I'm going to forget at least one. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control and faithfulness. Was that eight? And goodness. See, always forget at least one. There's nine, I know that. It's not the perfect number, that's my problem. Just it's too many of them, that's right. See, this is, I love this image for you. Love is about planting seeds more than it is about flicking switches. Love is more about planting... Some of you just switched off then. Switch, you know, get your switches back on. Love is more about planting seeds than it is about flicking switches. See, we like to walk into places and we like to go, right, I need this done, flick the switch, done. But it's actually about being in this space and planting seeds in the dark spaces and not knowing what's happening sometimes. And then but waiting forth and seeing when those seeds have been planted in dark place to see the light and the life burst forth in that. Oh, isn't that much more satisfying? I think so. <clears throat> so with this in mind, that's a, a brief, really quick overview uh, of our heart and our vision. I want to introduce our, our leadership in this before introducing some language, some pathways in discipleship, as we press deeper into what it means to follow Jesus, what it looks like for us to be disciples, making disciples, I want to introduce um, our leadership. So can I ask our elders to come and stand up here uh, behind me? You know who we are. We're all moving really quickly. Um, and I'll just point to you so that people online can see as well and hopefully the camera will follow me. Keep social distancing. What's two square metres now? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> come across, come across, come across. I'd get all our leadership. So this is uh, uh, Jason. Jason's our Chair of Elders at the moment. Um, uh, Dinah is 
taking minutes at the moment, I don't know what you could, minute taker, uh, but uh, serving in that capacity as well. This is Dennis. Are you following me here, Adrian? You're right, buddy. Um, uh, so Dennis here, uh, Tim in the middle, and certainly last but not least, uh, Steve. These people are here to discern, uh, keep oversight, uh, discern the vision and the heart of what God might be saying. Uh, they're available for prayer, they're available for conversation. You know when I say you can go and pray with people, if you're not sure who you can ask to pray, these might be some faces that you want to go up and have a conversation with and ask them to pray with you. They love it when I do that, don't you? Yeah. Um, so these are the people who work uh, with the team and I, I report to. Uh, I, they keep me accountable as well in the work and the ministry and the vision and the life of the Horsham Church of Christ. And I'd ask you to pray for this group of people. Cheer them on. Love them. Look out for them. Shirley, can you come up f- for me? <laughs> Look, I got caught you up. Can you just come up here for me, Shirley? I'd love you to pray with this, for this group of people for me, please. Before I do that, I want to say, and uh, we want to celebrate uh, Shirley. Uh, Shirley has served as an elder for nine years uh, and has decided to uh, step away from that and find something else to be in service and a ministry of. Uh, so we, can we just celebrate and love Shirley? And um, So stay there. So this is just a small gift and expression of thanks for that. We also have one for Alison Reichenbach. It's all right, Andrew, I won't make you come up, mate. Um, But Alison Reichenbach wasn't available to be here today. So we just want to say thank you. And as part of your thanks, would you like to pray for this group of people? Thank you very much. Father, thank you that you are good all the time. Father, thank you for this amazing group of elders. Each of them, Lord, has different giftings, different character and personalities. But in that, Lord, the common denominator is they love Jesus and they love the Horsham Church of Christ and they love this community. Father, this group of elders want to see your kingdom come here in this area. Father, for their task, I pray that you will give them strength and courage and unity. That each decision they make will have your seal of approval on it. that they will hear your voice as the decisions are made in their head and then spoken out. Father, we pray that in 2021, through this group of elders, we will see amazing things take place here. Because you are at work in these elders and you are at work in this place. So, Father, may your favour be upon them. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shirley. Would you uh, celebrate and give thanks to our elders, please? Thank you.
And then we have a group of people who serve as a, uh, ministry leaders or ministry advocates uh, is language that you might begin to hear as well. So can I invite uh, those people, Vic, Carol, Kate, Yoland, to come up please. Faye isn't able to be here. Um, she went on holidays. Like. So Faye Smith leads our upper class ministry, which is our seniors ministry. Where's Kate? Coming? Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, I should have given you me your notice. Do you want some travel music or something as well? Uh, so um, I'll start with uh, Carol. Carol uh, works with a team of people uh, overseeing our Crafty Friends. What day you, is Crafty Friends starting? 24th of February uh, is a great day. Wednesdays, uh, full room of uh, people doing craft. It's generally ladies, but I'm sure guys, if you're interested in craft and you've got nothing to do on Wednesday, they'd love to see you come along. Um, I know we'd love to see. Would we love to see a couple of people come along and help pack up and move tables and chairs as well? If you've got guys, if guys, if you've got a spare hour or two every, you know, a couple of Wednesdays a month or something, that'd be a great help to the team as well. So the team look after um, crafty friends on Wednesday. Uh, Carol is ju- these people are just one face, if you like, of these ministries, um, but they're a, a face you can go and look at. Vic uh, is overseeing our mainly music ministry to young families. Great ministry to young families. Many in our community community have gone through mainly music um, and uh, just a great time of uh, blessing and encouragement and uh, love amongst families and young children. Uh, When's mainly music starting? The 12th of February. Oh, very exciting. So that's on Fridays as well, the 12th of February for uh, essentially babies up to school age, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So that's a great ministry as well. Uh, Kate here is... um, uh, serves in our local high school, Caution College, as a chaplain and is coming on board as our uh, children's ministry, uh, youth ministry, young adults kind of advocate leader. Um, we're still refining a little bit, but as it's about the partnerships across all those ministries, the heart in all those ministries, and uh, we want to uh, continue to facilitate. And again, not not on our own and with a great team of people our youth leaders will still be active and alive as we discern that more on that shortly and then Yoland is also here as a chaplain in the Horsham with the Horsham College so uh, it's great to have uh, representation in the schools they're passionate about seeing the kingdom of God uh, and I encourage you to uh, pray for them and encourage them and bless them in their role as they seek to bring the kingdom in um, in the local school Jason can you grab your microphone and come and pray for these people, please, particularly mindful of their ministries and particularly going into the local schools too. Thank you. Um, Would you express your love and your thanks to this group of people? Bless them, love them, pray for them. Thank you, team. Brilliant. You can just see the enthusiasm of people moving onto the platform, can't you? They all hide back where it's a bit darker. (coughs) Um, so as it, can I ask our staff to come up, you know who you are, and as I do that, Peter Rebecker, can you come up here too please mate, quickly? As our staff move up. If you come here Pete, I'm going to take 30 seconds of your time. Uh, Peter is a faithful uh, man of God, uh, along, um, and married to Dyer, has been, you've been married 60 years haven't you? 50. Oh, was it 50 years? <laughs> I thought you said 60. Feels like 60. Feel, um, 
Wrong, mate. Wrong. <laughs> Feels like 25. Um, so Pete is, uh, continues to encourage uh, guys, a particular men, but he's stepped out of the Ironman ministry uh, and uh, we're going to explore what that looks like again. But we just wanted to say thank you, Pete, for your heart. I know you're continuing to bless others. I know you've got other things that you want to do with diet this season. We wanted to say thank you for your ministry and blessings in your ministry and may you continue to be blessing, blessing to others in the friendships and the relationships that you share as well. So uh, we just want to give you a small gift as well, acknowledging that and celebrating that. So would you express our love and our thanks to Pete. All right, mate, thank you very much. So, um, can you come up this end, please? You move along that way? All right, cool. Yeah, that's good. Great. So, I did that for a reason, you'll see shortly. Um, so, uh, Alana and... Alana and Kerry uh, work in our front office. You'll see their beautiful faces uh, most days throughout the week, uh, facilitating ministries, helping ministry, uh, administration assistance, uh, doing things behind the scenes, setting up things behind the scene, providing things behind the scene. Significant and important ministries that happen. They're the people that, they're a much nicer voice on the end of the phone when you ring up the office, aren't they? It's funny because when people ring up over the last few weeks and I've gone, Hello, Horsham Church of Christ, Simon speaking, you hear this, oh. (laughs) They'd much rather your voices. Um, Kerry's also overseeing some of our facility hire as well, Uh, so when groups come in, Kerry's working and working with the team to uh, release and care for our community in that way, and we get some great reports, not just about our facilities, but the care that people are shown. All right, they see a group of people who are present, not just hiring facilities, but being present and generous in that. And that's, I'm, not, like, I'm not just putting words in, that's language that I've heard. So Kerry and Alana, Lockie works as our operations manager. Uh, so that's uh, finances, insurances, behind the scenes, making sure things are honky-dory and all those things that need to be made right to uh, make sure that we're effectively uh, um, ministering as a local church that releases others to minister um, as they are doing. That's a fair summary, yeah? Yeah, And legal. Yeah, so legal, yeah, which is increasing. This is good fun. Now, I need to get... uh, um, Anna is working uh, in Coach Family Mentor Coordinator. Coach is... uh, Creating opportunities and casting hope. How's that, hey? Yeah, practice that. Uh, and many of you, are, a number of you are already working and being trained as family mentors uh, as well to go out and to serve in the local community. Uh, Anna works closely with Linda, who wasn't able to be here today because uh, she's down in um, oh, Bansdale, thank you, um, uh, with, her, with Isabel, who's being commissioned in her internship as one of the camps with Scripture Union camps for the year down there. But Linda works as our community's pastor, which is a bit of a shift. So Linda's working to uh, work out local partnerships, how we can develop local partnerships, how we can encourage and develop new ideas and new visions around the local church, how we can serve the wider community, and also overseeing the pastoral care life of our church as well. So Linda works closely with Anna and our pastoral care team, um, as well as working with 
all of us as well. So, but she wasn't able to be here and was disappointed to not to be able to be here today. And Jared oversees our worship and discipleship ministries as well. And you've, Jared uh, worked with a small team of people getting us all online last year, making that work with Lockie uh, as well and David Cox and a couple of other people getting us all aligned so that we can protect. So he was working hard, like <laughs> full on, wasn't it? It was good fun most of the time. Yeah, um, and we should celebrate those people who just showed up online and, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do it on camera. They came and they did it on camera because of the work that Jared and Lockie and uh, David Cox had done, just a power of work last year, um, just incredible. So uh, this, is our, this is our team. Um, we'd, we'd love to keep thinking about um, the CAP Debt Centre Manager. We haven't found that person yet, uh, but we continue to work with our CAP coaches as well. Um, and as well as, I know that we talked about Kate being our um, next generation's advocate, children, youth, young adults. Uh, we're also thinking about what that looks like in the future. How do we continue to facilitate and staff for that significant and important area of ministry as much as we continue to partner with families because that's our heart that we partner with families uh, to be transforming our community in the name of Jesus. Um, Pam, would, can you, would you mind coming up and praying for this group of people, please, as they serve in this way? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pim. Appreciate that. Would you give this team of people a round of applause? Thank you, everyone. Again, love them, pray for them, care for them. Um, it's, they're a great team of people. Um, I think, yeah, cool. So alongside that, all right, everyone take a deep breath, breathe in. I didn't say breathe out, I just said <laughs> breathe in, hold. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> would you do it if it was? <laughs> um, I don't know what, I, okay. So one of the other things we've been doing in the background last year is thinking about the language that we use, not just as a process, not just as ticking boxes, but a language that we can put in your hands to help us grow and mature as follower of Jesus in ways that help us connect deeper into the life and the ministry of the church as well. It's about building the body of Christ, it's about equipping the saints. So we want to introduce today some language that I think we can all use as we think about, you know, if you're having a conversation with someone and they're struggling, this will be language that you can help about, about their place in the church, about what it looks like to follow Jesus, what are the things they're doing. Now I'm going to talk about some measures around some of these things. Now this doesn't take away scripture reading, it doesn't take away personal devotion time, but they're hard to measure. Like if I came to you, you know, you don't want to give a report of how your quiet time is going, do you? Oh, you do? Okay, all right. Um, so this is some language that we hope will help um, and help uh, build and facilitate and encourage the conversation that you can be a part of as well. Not just paid staff, not just advocates, ministry leaders, but all of us can be involved in building and shaping the church. Um, oh, there it is, it's just woken up. Now it's going to happen five times? No, good. So when you, when you come into the life of the church, we want to say, and if this is your first time here, um, you're already part of our community. Uh, being part of our community, so if you go to uh, Crafty Friends, and that's 
all you do. Or if you go to Mali Music or Upper Class or... Um, did I say mainly music? Any of our ministries? Um, or if you attend a course and you register for a course, whether that be Love After Marriage or whether that be Alpha or anything else that we do, we want to say, hey, you're not just a visitor here, you're already part of our community. So as we start, in whatever way that we gather, everyone see the connection, the community gathers, um, you're already part of the Horsham Church of Christ community. Making sense so far? Cool. All right. We want to then encourage people to think about, well, what does it look like for me to become committed in my journey to following Jesus? Now, some of the small ways that we can encourage that is that I make my attendance in um, a life group or, and a Sunday gathering and I find an area to serve. How can I serve? I want to become committed to this group of people. I want to see this grow and expand in the kingdom of God. The world know that we are the disciples of Jesus as we gather to be released and encouraged and empowered to scatter and to see the world know. So I want to grow, I want to commit to my growth. Um, and so how can I do that? And you can help people do this. You might be having a conversation. I've been coming along for six months, but I haven't found an area to serve. All right, how can we find you take the next step to become committed? Pretty simple, isn't it? Moving out of, uh, and then being committed... We move into covenant. What's the role that I can take to begin to build and be a part of building? The co- those in covenant are those who declare faith, are those who have been um, baptised. Uh, by. So it's firstly is declare faith. So regardless of what uh, faith tradition you've come out of, uh, you can come in and say, yes, I follow Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour. Um, and those of us who get baptised by immersion, we want to see baptism by immersion continues to be a core value and a core experience for us. Um, and then we take the, the step to be uh, in growing in our serving, participating in our serving, participating in the expression of our love for one another, that we serve in that. Um, and we invest in financial partnerships locally, regionally and globally as well in our mission partnerships. Um, and once we get to 16, there's just a practical elements uh, is it legal almost, about um, if there's voting issues or conversation issues that you once you turn 16 you get to be a part of those decisions as well but you can be in covenant at 14 right but when we just encourage some of those um, finer details when you get to 16 as well in terms of the voting it's a bit messy I understand that and then we get to leading what does it look like to lead so these people who stood up here they're part of our core, as, as are our life group leaders. Can I ask our life group leaders to stand up? If you're leading a life group, can you please stand up quickly? Do a 360 so people can see your faces. Who was that? Three, who, did, who didn't do a 360? Mm, 360. So, <laughs> so um, yep, just uh, if you're looking for a life group, how can I be involved in, thank you, guys. Um, how can I be involved in a life group where I'm cared for, where I'm loved? Go and see these people. If we can't find one at a time, have a chat with Jared. Send an email to the office or to Jared, and we can have a conversation about what it looks like to facilitate one. Find one at the right time. 
Um, our elders are part of the core team. So these people uh, gather once a month as well for storytelling, for encouragement, for blessing uh, with our ministry teams uh, and just so they can be begin planning and prayer together as well. So you can become, so you move from the community, you become a part of the committed group of people. We move into covenant through declaration of faith, baptism by immersion, and then we become part of the leadership group as well. Um, and then uh, one final uh, is the commissioned. Um, now, we, we started off saying called, but the reality is we're all called. But then there's people that we commissioned. So we commissioned Izzy a few weeks ago to be sent out, to be a part of something new. Our mission partners, we commission them. So they remain a part and in partnership with us as we transform our community in the name of Jesus. So Izzy's community now is part of our community. Yeah? Does that make sense? So we're really mindful that Izzy uh, or Damien and Hannah, as they think about travelling, uh, going overseas in the next 18 months, two years, we will commission, we will release them, we will send them out. And wherever they go in the, in the work that they do in Mauritius, that community now becomes part of our community. Yeah? Um, Margaret Paf- Papoff in um, Nagashot uh, over in Africa, her community is our community. Um, with their commissioned people. Now, this isn't very neat. I appreciate that. It's not reaching a finite destination. It's hard to do this in imagery. But it's not just about coming into the centre and then turning in and just looking in. It is about coming in so that we go out again. It's about coming in because if we just go out and we're just flat out going out all the time, we'll find we lose our centre. Does that make sense? The writer of Proverbs says, guard your heart for everything comes out of that. That's what the church exists for, to help us guard our hearts. (laughs) All right? So, you know, I'd put a couple of pretty arrows, so you get the idea it's about moving in so that we move out. Move in, move out. That's the idea of the cross refilling our, refilling us. Oh, no, that's not there now. The cross, the logo, uh, refilling us um, so that we can be ministered to. As we're ministered to, we also go out and impact. It's not about creating a burdensome process either. A lot of it's just about conversation and letting us know. So if you get an email over the coming weeks and we're looking to update details and we're also asking where you feel like you fit, please don't be negative towards our staff about this. It's just trying to, we're trying to actually help us grow and mature about the life and the ministry of the church as it looks like what it looks like to follow Jesus. And we're just trying to find language that can help us equip you. It's 5C, it's pretty simple, isn't it? So this is, this is our heart for the year as we work out what it looks like to follow Jesus. If you move from community into covenant, there is an application or a, a conversation, an application and affirmation from elders uh, and that's where the voting starts. Once you're in covenant, um, you can begin to do some of that formal things that happen in the life of the church as well. And then ministry leaders do require, so life group leaders, ministry leaders, uh, if you begin serving in a significant ministry, so if you wanted to serve in 
children's ministry or youth ministry, mainly music, crafty friends. You'd be asked to do a safe churches workshop. You'd be asked to fill an application with referees. Why do we want to do that? Because it's, we want to keep people safe. And people say, oh, it's just more forms, all those kind of things. That's fine. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. You don't have to, but it just might mean you won't move and grow as you begin to serve and influence some of these ministries. Because the reality is, if the church had been doing this 50 to 100 years ago, we wouldn't be in this position where we're ruled by government and expectations to do these things now. This is actually a spiritual issue, keeping people safe. Yeah? Get a bit fired up there. hope it's clear. <laughs> I'm happy to have conversations, okay? So, uh, oh, sorry. Um, a couple of opportunities. I'm leading uh, a leadership cohort this year. Uh, if you're interested in knowing more about that, I sent out about 60 invitations, but if you're, there's still space for people that starts at the end of February. If you're interested in knowing more about that, uh, send me an email or come and chat to me and I can send you an email this week. Uh, there's expressions of discipleship cohorts that are starting our daring cohort starts Friday night at what time? Okay, there'll be an email go out that confirms that. If you don't, that, our daring cohort is about what does our children's and youth ministry look like. Um, you can be a part of that. That's over the next two weekends so that you can be a part of uh, discerning that and hearing the heart of the Father in that and look, exploring what that looks like. And we've already mentioned our life groups as well. Now, all of that is kind of detailed, practical stuff. Do you need to take another breath now? I'm not, I'm not going to take much longer, I promise. It's okay. In all this, as I was thinking about this on my holidays, um, wondering how I'd do this and frame this, um, I felt really convicted to invite people and to set aside time of prayer. So I'm going to start in the prayer room over there at 4 o'clock this afternoon for an hour. I'm going to leave that side door open. There's a courtyard there. There's glass doors, not this, the glass doors at the back there. Don't come in through the front door because if I'm on my own, I'm scared. Um, so <laughs> come up the side driveway. The courtyard gate will be open. Just come in the front door. I'll have all the check-in there and everything as well. If we outgrow, we can have 12 people in that room. If we outgrow that, I'm happy to move into this room. So from 4 to 5 p.m., I'm going to be here. If I'm here on my own, that's okay. And I'll be going to be praying for an outpouring and a revelation of the Holy Spirit and God to call his people awake again, to waken me, to heal me, to reveal new things to me. And then I'm going to do it again at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning and I'm going to do it again at five o'clock tomorrow after, 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon and then I'm going to do it again at 7.30. You might not be able to attend all of those. If you can attend one of those, if you can attend one of those for half an hour, for 15 minutes, that's great. If you need prayer in something, not that I'm any great prayer, but if you'd like something, you know, maybe someone else comes and you say, oh, I want that person to pray for me. Great. Maybe you can come and pray for our team. So I don't, I don't, I don't. Some of you have been around me for a long period of time that it's not just about creating a church that we show up, fold our arms on Sunday morning and go home. It's about transforming our community in the name of Jesus. And I know that many of you are already working dynamically, powerfully, passionately and compassionately in our local community. And I want to resource, equip, lead and awaken that like we've never known it before.
Here we go. Let's stand together as our team comes. Father, we want to, uh, we want to know more of you. We want to know you more every day, in every way, in all that we are, in all that we do. We need to be loved by you. We need to place ourselves in spaces and in times and in moments where we are reminded that we are loved by you. Above all else, before anything else, so that we can love one another as you have loved us. God, forgive us when we hold on to a whole lot of other stuff. Forgive us when we make excuses, when we lose sight of your love and your call to love. Forgive me, Father. Thank you that you have forgiven me. Thank you that you have forgiven us. May we walk in the joy of that freedom, in the hope of that freedom. May we minister. Whatever job we have, whatever family circumstances that we're in, whatever call that we've got, whatever struggles that we have, whatever freedoms that we have, may we minister out of the joy and the wonder, the depth, the beauty, the freedom of your love before anything else. May we learn what it is to be present. May we learn what it is to be authentic so that you can speak into us, reveal your heart to us, Reveal those areas that need healing. Reveal all those areas that we're free in. So that we can be courageous and generous in our faith. With you and with one another and for you and for one another, Father. May your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. We can't do this apart from you. Forgive us, Father, when we make the church about everything else but you. Forgive us, Father, when we make it about one simple, one thing that we like or don't like. Father, may you build your church in me, in us, through us, through me. Holy Spirit, come. Father, I believe that there's many people who need Jesus in our world. In a society of apprehension and uncertainty, in a society of division and animosity, may we be made, may the church come alive through your love. May we be known by your love first. May we know all of this because it has been made and revealed through Jesus Christ alone as always if we if there's if there's you want to stay in that moment of prayer we invite you to stay in that moment of prayer if you need to kneel if you need to lay flat out in the ground and surrender and submission that's fine if you need to move if you need to go and seek someone out for prayer or restoration or renewal if you need prayer in a certain area, you know, you're welcome to come and come to the front and seek someone out, myself or one of the ministry team, one of the elders for prayer into a specific area. If you want to declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and say, you know what, I've been playing around the edges for so long, I've been wading in the shallows, I need to go in a bit deeper. And I want to discover what that looks like. 
Go and talk to someone that you know to be following Jesus and ask them what that looks like. Or again, come to the front here as if we sing this song and just say, you know what? It's time to grow up a little bit. It's time to mature a little bit. It's time to step out in faith a little bit. It's time to trust a little bit. My heart has been guarded by my own restrictions and I need to release my heart into the promises and the depths and the wonders and the glory and the beauty of the love of Jesus.